Thanks for joining us for Open Bible Online today. Open Bible Baptist Church has been in South Jersey for over 60 years. We love this community and we want to be a help to you. In order to help us help you in the best way possible, would you do us a favor? Please fill out the digital connection card posted in this link. Here you could post prayer requests and also ask any questions you may have about Open Bible. If you'd like to give today, you could give online in less than two minutes. Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service. All righty, you have your Bibles with you? Go ahead and look up. You guys with me up there? Go ahead and look at the screen if you would. I guess they're not. There you go. Flip it again, guys. The best place to start. You know what I heard? I heard the best place to start is at the beginning. Right? The beginning is always a good, good place to start. So let's, be, let's begin uh, tonight as we finish our study in the Psalms at Psalm 1. Uh, now, if we were studying the Psalms in an exegetical way, verse by verse, we'd have started at Psalm 1. But we're going to finish with Psalm 1. We started our series back in June. In fact, June 8th, I think it was a Wednesday night. And we started this little series called Summer in the Psalms. And we just kind of picked through it. I hope it was a blessing to you. Uh, I think this will be maybe the eighth or ninth psalm that we covered. And uh, there's 150 of them. So we, we, didn't, we didn't cover that much, did we? Uh, uh, but if the Lord tarries, another summer's coming. <laughs> and so we'll jump back into it next summer. And uh, we'll, we'll study out some more psalms. But I want you to look at Psalm 1 with me uh, tonight. It's an interesting uh, passage of scripture. I, I've always enjoyed uh, reading Psalm 1. In fact, uh, many, many of us have it memorized. You ever memorized Psalm 1? At least the first three verses, you know, uh, pretty interesting study. And, uh, and what you find there is the psalmist uh, speaking to us about, about the blessed person, right? Look, look at Psalm 1, blessed is the man. We, we would say this because we don't want to, of course, exclude anyone or be you know, politically incorrect, you know, so we'd say, you know, blessed is the person, really blessed is the child of God. Blessed is that individual who has their faith firmly planted in the Lord Jesus Christ. They're blessed. You feel blessed tonight? Do you? Do me a favor. Tell your face that you're blessed. Go ahead. It's okay. It's okay to be happy in the Lord. And uh, did you ever think about, did you ever think about just how how good God has been to us, you know? And uh, I used to have a pastor years ago, one of my pastors, I had three pastors growing up in the Lord. And one of the pastors used to talk about, you know, how the Lord would every once in a while just, you know, tickle him deep down in his gizzard, <laughs> you know? You know what a gizzard is, huh? And that's just that deep part, you know, and every once in a while he'd say that I was reading scripture today and, and boy, I just got so happy inside. The Lord just tickled me, you know, and as a young Christian, I had no clue as to what he was talking about. I thought he was out of his mind, you know, but you know, when you can, you begin to consider just how good God has been to you and how blessed we really are. It's just amazing. You know, you ever hear that phrase? I just, I'm, I'm just I'm standing beside myself. You know, I'm just overwhelmed by the goodness of God. Well, that's how the psalmist speaks. Look at verse number one. Let's read it together. He said, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, 
nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. And notice verse 3, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Now there's a there's comparison. Look at verse 4. We're not going to study this, but let's read it. Verse 4, he begins to speak about the ungodly. So in verses 1 through 3, he's speaking about the blessed or the godly or the child of God or the person, the Christian, whose faith is firmly planted in the Lord Jesus Christ. But then in verse number 4, he's talking about the ungodly or those who are not saved. And here's what he says, the, are God, the ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which uh, the wind driveth away. You know what chafe is, right? It's just, you know, it's the, it's the leaf of the grain of wheat, you know, and it doesn't take a whole lot to blow that away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. We're going to concentrate our time tonight in our Bible study on verses 1 through 3, looking at the blessed person. And, and I want you to notice this. I want you to notice how it's not blessed is the man, period. Right? Look, look at it again. Blessed is the man that. Right? Say it with me. Blessed is the man that. It, it doesn't end, blessed is the man. Right? Now look here. Fact is, we're blessed just because we're saved. If another good thing never happened to us, we got more than we deserve. Right? You agree there. However, you know this because you've lived long enough in the Lord, or at least have been around people who've lived long enough in the Lord, uh, along with salvation comes some rich, wonderful blessings, you know, promises that God makes to his children. But I want you to notice again where he says, blessed is the man that, that. You know, you know what that does? That word that places a condition upon that blessing. Let's agree on a few things here. Let's agree that God's love is unconditional. Isn't it? You and I, we don't have to do anything. We didn't have to do anything to get God to love us. Somebody looking for somebody back there? Uh, Brother Tim, since you're way back there, every time we get somebody in the lobby there, I like to lend them some help. Uh, pay attention again. L look, look at it again. Uh, unconditional love means this. You know, there's, there's nothing attached to it. There's no strings attached. Where's all the parents? You got children? Now, there are sometimes those kids are unlovable. Isn't that Right? And there are some times that we get a little upset with them. Isn't that right? However, think about this now. However, uh, we still love them. They're ours, you know? And when it comes to love, the Lord loves us unconditionally. But when it comes to blessings, that's another story. Uh, because with blessings, uh, certain blessings, there's conditions. And that's what the psalmist is speaking about here in this text. Uh, and, and here's, what I, here's what I've learned mm, through the Christian life. We have to live in a, in a way 
in which God can bless us, right? Did you, ever, did you ever get a little bit kind of put off or a little jealous when some of God's kids just, I mean, it just seems like everything keeps going their way, everything keeps going their way, and then when you really evaluate maybe why some things aren't going your way and you're honest with yourself, it's because you're not living in such a way where God can bless Hello? So I, I think this, I think when, when you look at this psalm, the psalmist is saying, blessed is the, the man or the woman or the child of God that, and then he fills in the blanks. A couple of weeks ago, if you remember, we were talking a little bit about Moses, and the message was on get yourself into position. You remember that? And me and Tony were talking about that just today. I, 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 let, I sent out a tweet the other day. I'm not sure if you know what that is. There's such a thing called Twitter, and people tweet on Twitter. And so I, I sent out this to I was reading the book of Acts in my devotions, Acts chapter number 2, verses 1 and 2. And, and I was impressed by two statements. The one statement was one accord, and the other statement was one place. It says, and all the disciples were at one accord in one place. And here's what I thought immediately, what I thought when I read that is this, they were in a position where God can bless. And guess what happens in Acts chapter number two? Because they're in one accord in one place, God pours out his spirit upon them in not an unusual way, but in a way which they've never experienced before. Did you ever read Acts chapter number two? And I tweeted this, and here's what I said, God pours out his blessing when we are in position, when we're in position. And sometimes we're wondering why things aren't happening or why things aren't going our way or why have I been praying for this so long and no answer. Maybe it's because we just haven't gotten ourselves into position yet. Does that make sense? Blessed is the man that. And so he begins to kind of give us some conditions. You, you're aware of this. Are you aware that there's a good number of scriptures that are metaphoric? You know what that means? It's figurative. It's not literal. And so what he's saying here is this. In, in this case, Psalm number, uh, chapter, Psalm number one, what he's saying is, what, much of what he's saying is spiritual and not physical. Blessed is the man that walketh not, standeth not, sitteth not. And then he begins to, but he's like, you know, verse number two, do you see it? But his delight is in, and he's like, and it's figurative. And I think this, I think maybe what he's talking to us about is the condition of our heart. Because the, the Christian life, you know, and we often talk about this, you know, it's not about rules, it's not about regulations, it's not about do's and don'ts, although there are a bunch, to th bunch of things to do and some things we shouldn't. But it's all predicated upon our relationship with the Lord. Isn't that right? It's a heart thing. And so maybe what, what the psalmist is saying here is simply this. We need to make sure we're, 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 we're working toward having a healthy heart. A healthy heart. And you know, years ago, before all of the fancy schmancy technology, in fact, they probably still do it, the best way to examine a person's heart was to listen to it right? Uh, I, was, I was at the doctor's office on Monday getting checked out, and before they even talked to me, 
John, they sat me down and they took out that thing called a, a stethoscope, you know, and the doctor put it here just to make sure I was alive, you know, and he said, deep breathe, and he was listening, right? You know, he was listening for things. And I think this, maybe for you and I, spiritually speaking, the best way for us to evaluate the condition of our heart is to just listen to it. You notice I just said the best way to evaluate spiritually the condition of our is just to listen to it. How do you do that, Pastor? Well, sometimes we need to listen to the things that come out of our mouth. <laughs> Are you with me? Uh, just listen to it. And I think that's maybe what, what the psalmist is saying here. Uh, listen to what Jesus said on that subject. Over in Matthew's gospel, you don't have to turn there. Uh, I'm already there. Matthew chapter number 12 and verse number uh, 33. Listen to what the Lord said. He's speaking here uh, to a group of individuals and he says, either make the tree good and its fruit good or else make the tree corrupt and its fruit corrupt for the tree is known by its fruit. He said, O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And you know what he said in other passages of Scripture? He said, it's not so much the things that, you know, come in, go into a man, but the things that come out of the man. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So basically what he's saying there is this, you know, whatever's in your heart eventually come out of your mouth, right? It's kind of like what Solomon said in Proverbs 4 and verse 23. Flip that, guys. They say, he said this, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life, right? So he's talking to us about having a healthy heart. And you know what he does here in this psalm? He gives us kind of like a prescription on how to maintain a healthy heart. And I want to share it with you uh, just by making some commentary this evening. Look again at verse number one. And I'm going, to give you, I'm, going to give you three, I'm going to give you three words to describe these three verses. Okay, is everybody here? No, you get real quiet sometimes. And I'm not sure if you're still with me. I'm going to give you three words that will describe these three verses. Look at verse number one and I'll give you a word. He said, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Now, when I, when I look at that word, now don't get nervous. When I look at that verse, Brother Barry, the word that jumps up at me from verse, no, don't get nervous now, is the word separation. Separation. And again, don't get nervous and don't, don't think you know what I'm talking about. Because in a church like this, you talk about separation, and immediately you think you're going to get hit over the head with something. Say amen right there. Come on. Right? I will tell you this. Separation is the oldest doctrine in the Bible. Because in the very beginning, when God created everything that he created, the very first thing he did was begin to separate it. Didn't he? Huh? Guess, guess where he put the birds? He put the birds in the water. No, he put the birds in the air. And where did he put the fish? He put the fish in the water. Where did he put the fruit? He put the fruit on the tree. Where did he put the tree? He put the tree in the ground. He separated light from darkness, water from dry land. 
So separation is the oldest doctrine in the Bible. But let me tell you what's happened. Like every other thing in the Bible, man has corrupted it. And so now when we begin to speak about certain things, all of a sudden we get all these wrong ideas conjuring up. And separation has become almost a cuss word. Huh? And an outdated word. And a word that labels you. However, I don't know how you would describe verse number one. Blessed is the man that walketh not. Blessed is the man that standeth not. Blessed is the man that sitteth not. Are you with me? Huh? I know I changed it a little bit. Don't get nervous. I'm still reading out of the right Bible. But what's he talking about there? Well, listen carefully. First of all, we're told what this blessed person doesn't do. Right? Look at it. Look at it again. Uh, He doesn't listen to ungodly counsel. That's good advice. You ought to to be really careful who you listen to. Uh, He doesn't stand with the wrong crowd. You ought to be careful who you run with. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Uh, You ought to be careful that you don't sit in judgment of others. Did you see it? Yeah. Yeah. But did you notice this? There's no mention of the outer things. You know? Uh, things Things that we deem as being markers of a separated person. You know? I mean, the things that we brag about that we no longer do. Help me here. He didn't say this. Now, now stay with me. He didn't say, uh, blessed is the man that no longer participates in ungodly behaviors like drinking, smoking, dancing, going to the movies. What else? You want to fill in the list? Come on. You've heard this list before. It's not there, is it? It's not there. You know why that is? Because most of us don't have a problem with that. Uh, I don't know of anybody in this room that struggles with some of the vices that maybe we used to struggle with or that some others do struggle with because there's been some growth and we realize that, you know what, you know, smoking cigarettes really isn't good for my health and this is the temple of the Holy Spirit and so I don't want to put something into this temple. However, 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 if you're going to stand and preach against smokers, you better be making sure that you're eating the right foods. Come on now. Huh? And if you're going to preach a message against the drinkers, huh? Are you with me? So there's no mention of that there. Huh? We don't have have a problem with that kind of stuff. Uh, But that doesn't mean we have a healthy heart. Just because you don't smoke or drink or chew or go go with girls who do, just because you don't... uh, doesn't mean you have a healthy heart. And I'm not talking about physical. I'm talking about spiritual. Spiritual. Can I I give you a hint right now? Judge your heart right now, how you're feeling right now about what I'm saying. That'll tell you where you're at. Huh? But let me maybe uh, share a little bit maybe what he's saying. Uh, Maybe he's, he's asking these questions. What are you allowing to guide you in life? Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. What is it 
that you allow to guide you in life? Huh? I mean, who's counsel? Who's got your ear? What are you listening to? And I don't mean music. I tell you, you know, back right after the election, before the election, I have to admit, I was addicted. You know, I had on a certain news broadcast, morning, noon, and night. I had it on my tablet, had it on my car radio, had it on my TV. I'd go home, all I would do, and I just couldn't get away from it. And I knew this, Caleb. I knew every single, you know, person on that broadcast was saying the same thing. And it was their view, but I was so overwhelmed, like many of us. But after the election, you know, and, and things happened the way they happened, you know, I promise you, I told my wife I'm unplugging. And I haven't listened to any of that stuff. It's been, what, two years now, I guess? How long since the president's been elected? A couple years? And you know what? I feel better. I, I have no clue as to what's going on in the world. But you know what? It doesn't matter because I have no control over it anyway. And I'm only hearing their side of it. It's a bunch of lies. You know what I do know? I, I, know, I know the book. And I trust him. I know what I need to know. I check the weather out. But the news is only about who got shot yesterday or who's going to get shot tomorrow. Help, help me here. You know? Who's got your ear? You know how many times we've heard these conspiracy theories and, boy, this one's with that one. And what are we allowing? How do you tell if I got a healthy heart? Well, what are you allowing to guide you in life? Listen to this. Listen to this. Where do you stand in relation to what you believe? Oh, come on, man. This is better than you are letting on. Where are you standing according to what you believe? So you say one thing, but you do, you do another thing. That's what he's saying. I'm not saying that's what this. What well, pastor gets up, preaches about prayer. Man, yeah, we need to pray. But are you praying? We need to write, we read the Bible. Yeah, we need to. But are you reading the Bible? Yes, church is important. But do you attend regularly? Yes, God owns it all. But are you giving him back what he requires? So where do you stand in relation to what you say you believe? Changes everything, doesn't it? You thought this was going to be a cute little chat. That's why I started. The Word of God, my friend, it just, it's revealing. Huh? And then here's another thought. How do you treat others that you may disagree with? Ooh. Take that in for a second. How do you treat others that you disagree with? Yeah. We need to be careful with that. Look at it again. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. I'm not going to sit in a seat of judgment. I'm not the judge. Hello? And I'm just not the judge. And so, uh, uh, you know, we come to the same church, and, and you got Caleb and Mecca right here, and you got uh, Dave and Shay here, and they both have children, and, and Caleb, you know, does one thing with his children, and Dave and Shay do another with theirs. Hey, listen, guess what I, 
They're their children. It's for them to determine. I'm not going to sit in judgment over those things. Why? Because once I do, it reveals that my heart is not as healthy as it ought to be. I almost, I really almost got really personal and started talking about other churches. Because we really like to judge other churches, don't we? Look here. You know why you don't have to judge them? Because you don't go there. If you don't like it there, you come here. If you don't like it here, you go there. Why stay here and judge them? They're only doing what they believe the Lord's leading them to do. Right? I went down and bought some water ice the other night. I don't like certain flavors. So I didn't ask him to throw them away. I just said, no, give me the one I like. Right? <laughs> Separation. Just a thought. You want to move on? Oh, we got to move on. Look at verse 2. I'm going to give you a word here. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. So now he talks about the things he doesn't do. He's a blessed individual. And, and part of his blessing is because there's certain things he just does not do. But then the other flip side of the coin is what he does. He delights in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. Now let me give you a word. When I read that first word that popped up, Brother Barry was meditation. Meditation. It's right there in the, in the verse, right? His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. See the balance? See the balance? You know, we were, we've been so good of bragging, boasting about what we don't do that we forgot Christianity is more about what we do do than what we don't do. And you got to have the balance. Right? We need that balance, don't we? So the, the psalmist points out here what we should do. And, and basically what he's saying is this. What we ought to do, what we should do, is spend time meditating in the Word of God. Right? Healthy heart. You talk to a doctor, say, Doc, how do I keep my heart healthy? Here's what he's going to tell you. Well, you need to do, you need to, you need to eat right. I won't go any further. You need to eat right, and you need to exercise. Just because you eat right doesn't mean you got to exercise, and you got to get some rest, right? You're physically, you need that. Well, spiritually, you need the same, right? You need to eat right. You need to exercise. You need to get some rest, spiritually speaking. And when it comes to eating right, you know, you know this, the, the value of the Scriptures yeah, it's immeasurable. It's, it's what sustains us as a child of God. Because the scriptures are described as a water source. Right? It's a water source. You know, we got, it's, it's, it's water, it's refreshing. You can't live without water. And not only that, but it's described as food to digest. The scriptures. Right? But the psalmist talks here about this meditation you know, look, look at it again. Uh, he, he shall meditate both day and night. Day and night, meditate. What's meditation? Meditation is deep thinking. It's deep thinking. Look here, class. When was the last time we opened up a passage of Scripture? God spoke to us, and we just paused and pondered and did some real thinking. That's meditation. 
you know? Right? You're just, man, you're trying to, you're just trying to digest it. What, Lord, what are you trying to say to me there? What are you trying to, you're trying to speak to my heart. What is it you want me to get from that? Meditate. And then, and then you muse on it. Huh? Did you ever, did you ever get a thought? Maybe you read your Bible in the morning or afternoon, whenever you read it, and, and man, God gave you something, and you just couldn't get it out of your mind all day. Ever happened to you like that? And then maybe throughout the day, you consult it. You know, it's more than just reading the Bible. You know, you allow it to read you, and then you begin to consult it throughout the course of a day. Boy, that's rich. And that gives you real growth, you know. So a healthy heart recalls God's word and considers God's word. In fact, we might even use the word here, saturation. You know, we all saturate ourselves in the word of God. Saturation. And then let me, let me just jump to this last thought here. In verse number three, it says, and he shall be. Now that's metaphoric, isn't it? He shall be. He shall be like what? A tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. And the word that comes to my mind is maturation or maturity. Maturity. You see how it works? Huh? He, 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 he's just, he's maturing. He's maturing in his Christian faith. He's growing in his Christian faith. Again, he shall be figuratively, figuratively, right? He's like a tree planted by, look, look at verse 3 again, planted by the rivers. Of, you know what that is? He's saying this. He's like a tree that's planted by a water source. You know this. The last nine years of my life, we've lived full-time in Florida, Mrs. Genizzi and I. And that's even in the summertime. <laughs> You know, when it's really, somebody said to me a little bit ago, they said, Pastor, how was your time in Florida last week? I said, it was hot. He said, well, you're used to it, right? No, you never get used to it. You just endure it. You just endure it, you know, because it's hot. But, you know, we lived amongst the great palm trees, you know. Palm trees are beautiful. They really are. And I never knew this, Woody. You're a Florida guy. You got a place in Miami, you and Miss Evelyn. I never realized how many palm trees there are. Now, I don't, mean, I don't mean like one street has a thousand of them. I mean the different types of palm trees. There's all kinds of palm trees. Did you know the, the state tree or the, really the symbol, the state symbol, Josh, you probably know this, of South Carolina is, you know, the palmetto. The palmetto is a palm tree. It's a type of a palm tree, you know, and not the bug, not the palmetto bug. Uh, my two favorite palm trees and I, I didn't realize until I moved to Florida, I just always thought there was just a palm tree, you know? Coconuts, not all palm trees have coconuts. Um, my two favorite, one's called the pineapple palm. Did you ever see a pineapple palm? It's, I was going to get a picture of it. It's beautiful. I mean, it's just, it's unique looking. Now, they don't grow pineapples, but they, they're unique looking. They're a beautiful tree. It's huge. And then my other favorite is called the Christmas palm. And the Christmas palm is the one you're probably most familiar with. It's just kind of, you know, it's, it just, you know, hangs over and it's just a beautiful looking, you know. But, but one of the facts that I really learned about palm trees when I moved to Florida was this, that their, their roots run deep. Their roots run deep. 
And I always heard this, you know, in Florida, you got a rainy season, then you got a dry season. And I thought, all right, if rain's in Pennsylvania, you know, not all the time, but it's really true. And when it's dry season in Florida, you ever been to Florida dry season? Woody, you know it, Steve. It's dry. And if you don't have irrigation for your lawn, your lawn is going to just die. Well, it really doesn't die because you've got St. Augustine grass, and it's built for that. It comes back in the rainy season. But palm trees, it's amazing. Palm trees exist. You know why? Because their, their roots run deep, and they're not dependent upon an outer water source. They get it from way down way down. What's the psalmist say here about the blessed person? He doesn't do certain things, but instead he delights in the, in the word of God. And as a result of him delighting and meditating day and night, he's like a tree planted by a water source. Look, look at verse 3. It says, that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. He's talking about an individual who's got a healthy heart in the Lord. Deep roots. Huh? Pay attention right here. Not dependent on outside sources for sustenance. Now, I'm all for church. I'm all for preaching. I'm all for teaching. I'm all for mentoring. I'm all for coaching. I'm all for discipling. However, there's got to come a time in our lives where we can go to the source and get it for ourselves. Because if we're always dependent, well, I can't wait to get to church here, my pastor. Well, that's wonderful. But if that's all you're getting, it's not enough. Because I can't be with you 24-7. You get me for 40 minutes on a Wednesday night. I won't see you again until Sunday if you come. Huh? You need more than that. We personally need to make sure that our roots are deep in him. I taught a series on being rooted back many years ago out of, out of Book of Colossians, rooted and grounded. And I talked about this, that our roots ought to be so deep that only Christ himself can uproot us. Right? I'm not going to be, you know, that palm tree, I've lived down there during some bad, bad storms. And we had a bad hurricane came through a couple years ago and everybody was vacating. My wife said, you're leaving. I said, I'm not leaving. I'm staying right here. What am I going to I've got to help people in the church. And, and man, we sat in the house, Kristen, man, them palm trees were, I said, man, alive. I hope I made the right decision. And palm trees were bent. Man, the next day when that storm was gone, now there was a lot of prawns all over the, the, you know, the palm leaves all over the place, but that palm tree was right there, man. Right there. Huh? Durable. They can endure. Why? Deep roots. Listen carefully, and I'm finished. Maturity is not measured by time. It's measured by practice. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to a young fellow the other day about experience. Let me tell you something about experience. You know, you know how you get experience? Experience. Yeah. <laughs> can't get it out of a book. You can't buy it at the market. You can't borrow it from somebody. It takes time and practice, and you get experience. It's just the way it is. Huh? Same thing with maturity, practice. Keep your heart because your life, listen carefully, will be a reflection of its condition. Right? 
No doubt about it. And I think that's the best place to begin is at the beginning. Listen to your heart. What comes out of your mouth will speak volumes, right? Be careful what you allow into your ears and to your eyes. That's important. I thought about this song. Aaron, where, 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 where are you? thought about this song, Aaron. I know you know it. I hope you know it. Change my heart, O oh God. You know that one? Put those words up there, guys, if you would. Change my heart. Look at the words. Change my heart, O oh God. Make it ever true. Change my heart, O oh God. May I be like you. You are the potter. I am the clay. Mold me and make me. This is what I pray. Change my heart. Did you ever sing it? It's a great, it's a great song. You want to sing it? Help us. God, make it ever true. Change my heart, oh God. May I be like you. You are the potter. I am the clay, mold me and make me, this is what I pray, change my heart, oh God, make it ever true. Change my heart, oh God, may I be like you. Amen. Well, that's a good song, but it's a great prayer, isn't it? Maybe that's what we'll pray as we leave out here tonight. Lord, help my heart to be healthy. I really want to reflect you in my daily living. Amen? Well, God bless you, church. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for the good gathering of your people tonight. Thank you for protecting us as we've gathered. And we're just praying you'll help us to take, to take your word, place it deep in our heart, and help us to draw from it as sustenance, as that water source, so that we might live uh, the way you'll have us to live and be the salt and the light that you'll have for us to be in this, in this dark world in which we live. Lord, as we leave this place tonight, give us traveling mercies, give us safety. And if you should tarry, I pray the end of our week would be blessed. I pray that you'll use us to maybe turn someone, else, uh, someone else's attention toward you. And may we be kind and gracious. And I pray you'll bring us back again on the Lord's Day so that we might spend time worshiping you. For we pray in Jesus' name and all God's people said amen. Thanks again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcast or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you could give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.